We are shows what you know. We'll always watch TV. And if you think we can't, we'll watch more and you'll see. That's why the people of the web believe in Jim from Las Vegas and Jacob from Sweden. Oh, yeah, we're back. Your favorite television podcast shows what you know. We're here to break down all of your favorite and maybe not so favorite television shows. I am Jim Scampoli. I am Jacob Burrows, and everything is going to be okay. We're going to have a nice discussion. I do appreciate for all the video viewers that Jim has decorated his room accordingly in green. I am dressed in green also. Even Google Hangouts has changed their logo to green this week to celebrate that we're talking about the very nice and relaxing show, The Good Place. And I'm not even being ironic. Welcome to the show. Yes, yes, we are discussing The Good Place this week, a show that I came very late to, uh, as in I only just watched it within the past month, uh, season and a half basically consumed like that, snapping my fingers. Mm. You better snap him in front of the mic next time, Jim. <laughs> That's um, why I had to say it after. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so it's The Good Place. It's the first of our contractually obligated shows, more or less, where we have told you that, you know, leave an iTunes review and tell us what show you would like us to discuss, and it shall happen. Uh, note that you can't edit your review and add one. You need to make a new one at this point, Mike Steele. But thank you anyway for the review and for telling us to watch The Good Place, which I really appreciate. Um, and... Yeah, it's you blasted through it in a month. It's uh, surprisingly easy to blast through, even as far as shows go. I think the good place. Yes. Yeah. Now, um, it's not that I thought the show looked bad, like the reason why I never watched it before. I guess I'd always kind of heard some good like murmurs here and there on the internet. It just There's, whatever reason yeah. it didn't. Uh, it didn't grab me from like because I'd heard of it. I'm I'm a Kristen Bell fan. I mean, I love Veronica Mars. It's one of my favorite shows. Uh, I just kind of assumed like, no, that's just some like uh, cutesy little sitcom, and it is. <laughs> and it's I great. know, and it's great. I mean, look, and I I get what you're saying because we're discussing the first two seasons here, or what's out at this point, and I don't know why they split up the second season like they did, just leaving a few episodes uh, to come out next year. But anyway, um. Even in the second season, I had this weird moment and you too of like, I don't know, like we, we just assume the show is something different than it is, I feel. At, like before I started watching, I, I saw the m m promo material. I'm like, eh, eh, and then I watched it and I was like, oh, it's great. And then the second season, I was also like, eh, it's probably going to be something different. And then it was still good. I, I'm kind of rambling. What is the good place for those who don't know, Jim? Well, let's see. What's the standard? The Good Place is an American fantasy comedy television series created by Michael Schur. The series premiered on... No, okay, let's see. The series focuses on Eleanor Shellstrop, a woman who wakes up in the afterlife and is introduced to Michael, played by Ted Danson, to the, quote, Good Place, a heaven-like utopia he designed. In reward for her righteous life, she realized that she was sent there by mistake and must hide her morally imperfect behavior and try to become a better person. So that's kind of like a good breakdown of like the pilot and kind of, you know, what sets up the show and where we're going. Um, and yeah, I mean, I think the it's like it's breaking bad in reverse. 
how oh interesting are you not tv blogging say, right now go ahead not to say that i mean obviously none of the characters are as bad uh like it doesn't go that way in in as far as how bad people are um it's but like our main character played by Kristen bell which it kind of changes it's more about the ensemble now i'd say but very much in the beginning it's about Kristen bell the main character mm -hmm. and uh she's a selfish person uh, you know she's not she's not murdering people and dealing meth, but she's a selfish person and uh, doesn't really bring any type of good to the world. And now she's find she's found herself here in the good place and uh, seemingly by accident, and she needs to hide that or become a better person so she can you know fit in. Uh, so yeah, it's Breaking Bad in reverse. We're seeing a bad person learn to be a good person, which I I think. Uh, thinking about any shows I watch, I guess there's not really any shows I watch that are about being a good person. Hmm. That's true. Well, I mean, I guess technically Breaking Bad or, or shows about flawed people are kind of about being a good person because it's like you don't want to be like this. But this show's literally about learning and discussing what it, what it means to be a good person which is like it sounds so obvious but uh it's i don't know it really is kind of rare i think right and, and if that doesn't sound captivating enough a show where you learn how to be a good person everybody uh i'll also say it's pretty funny and yeah. it's like the the premise they give you and we're gonna tell you when we're gonna talk more details and spoilers but the premise they give you is obviously she's been put here in heaven and she's trying to figure out uh, what's up, figure out how to become a good person. And from that, if if they had like two seasons of 22 episodes each, I would assume that it just continues and chugs along and it's like new comic mishaps. Oh my gosh, are they going to get discovered? This and that. And without any spoilers, I can say that things happen in this show. Things actually happen and progress, and uh, that's really nice in a in a sitcom. Basically, really nice. Yes, and yeah, because it should be mentioned that I guess one of the things when this was recommended as well, I was like, oh shit, I haven't watched the first season. I got to watch twenty two because most networks are like twenty twenty five episodes for a season, but this show is very smart because it does have things that uh, like does have cause and effect it does have change it does have development so it's just the seasons are 13 episodes and um it's a very smart move i know that's like kind of our rally cry we're always like make it shorter and uh sometimes this, we're like make it longer we're yeah. never like perfect Mwah, exactly uh, the right length maybe in this case it could be exactly the right length because True. it works really well and that's what we mentioned because what are we seven episodes into season two right now and they're on a break until next year or are we eight i forget um maybe we're eight because the first one was a double um yeah, yeah exactly we're eight episodes in so they're gonna have like five episodes next year i guess yeah five episodes when it comes back in january so it, it feels like one of those things you do to be like we're gonna kill this show <laughs> let's do but, a weird thing but on yeah. november 21st they renewed it for a third season Yes, yeah, which is uh, very, uh, very exciting. It does feel like this show should have some sort of like uh, end game. Like I, I don't know if it should be going for like ten seasons, mm -hmm. um, but I mean like five or six, I'd say. And a movie, yeah. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, no, exactly. And it's even it seems to have like a a pretty uh, like small but dedicated fan base and has gotten good positive reactions from reviewers and stuff like us, for example, obviously. But um, it's and uh, I'm not saying this in like a uh, I'm not even saying this in like a sarcastic way. Uh, but it's got a very diverse cast, which works to its uh, to the pros of the show, because mm-hmm. usually like people like to, you know, we need diversity. We need this and that. And and then sometimes it just comes off as uh, like forced. But uh, I think it's very natural and uh, it works really well for the show. Sure. Um, and I was going to say, uh maybe this sort of weird resistance we had where even when we saw what like we saw the promo material and we and we kind of knew what the show was we still weren't like and and we heard people say it was good and both of us still had some amount of resistance and i can't imagine that working in favor of this show getting huge uh, it feels like it's probably always going to be somewhat of an indie darling, uh, but in this like climate of how shows work, um, that does seem to be kind of sustainable for a show like this. Yes, yeah. I mean, uh, I I actually heard an interview recently with um, God damn it, I can't remember the names the the actor's name, but uh, he's on the show The Flash, and he used to be on that TV show um, Ed. Uh, let me look it up real quick. What his stupid guy's name is, but, uh, Tom Cavanaugh. No, but it's just in relation to what you're talking about, because he mentioned Ed, Ed was one of those shows back in like the, like late nineties, early two thousands that had a small following, but then a small following was like 15 million viewers a week. And everyone was like, uh, everyone's like, what the fuck? Get better ratings. Nowadays, that's like the top show just because there's so much shit. Um, but like it really works well for something like this to have a cult following and have like a big internet uh, fan base and critic be be like a critical darling. Uh, it does feel like that's what's saving it because I can't imagine this show is like killing it in the ratings. No, it's got like you know uh, five, four, three million uh, people viewing it, eight million for the pilot, and then you know obviously it always goes down after the pilot. Yeah. Um, so so yeah, exactly, and um, that's what is probably really great about this uh climate as we were saying and it must help that they're just doing these short seasons where you could just kind of bang them out real quick and uh here you go you don't have to the the network doesn't have to commit to you know a full like 25 episodes uh 25 weeks of their programming for a show they're like hey we'll just slot this in uh against the olympics or some shit (laughs) well yeah and it's uh I mean, we called it a sitcom. It doesn't have a laugh track or anything. It's not shot in front of a live studio audience, but it's obviously like not that expensive to make, relatively speaking. They have these sets. They have these actors. They're in the good place, and sometimes it changes, and they need some stuff. But it's basically like they they don't need it for the story. They never like need a fucking action set piece exactly. Yeah. Uh, unless maybe a train well- pops in. That's like the maximum so far. And yeah, it's all on the Universal lot because actually like a year and a half ago when I went on the Universal tour, uh, we couldn't go through a certain area and they mentioned like, oh, the good place is setting up yogurt stuff in there. <laughs> and at the time, I wasn't like a fan of the show, so I didn't really know what, what they were talking about. We're like this is bullshit. I want to see Hill Valley again. <laughs> Come on, let's go. What the F? Uh, so yeah, yeah. If you're just doing it all on the lot, it's got to be nice and I'll keep it all in house. Um. 
But yeah, it's a good show. I know we're kind of getting off track, I guess. I'm just rambling, but it, it's a good show. It's definitely what you've heard uh, is true. And if you're like us before we were uh, contractually obligated to watch the show, you'll probably brush off our recommendation and not even check it out. Very true. And um, I'll, like, if you are like us and you feel like that, maybe you have like a lazy Sunday one day, one day a Sunday probably, and then you got some like light coming through the blinds and you just don't feel like doing nothing and don't really feel like challenging your brain all that much just pop on the good place it's a good time it's pretty relaxing you'll find and wholesome for the whole family they even find a plausible way not to curse yeah. uh it's great well, and i'd also say that it you can it can be kind of like challenge not i guess not challenging but like like it can be deeper than you expect because they do get a lot into like ethics and philosophy you don't really have to get into that if you don't want to but it is nice that the show for a, for a 22 minute sitcom they they do aspire to be a bit more than that and i believe this is on nbc it's such a bum out because shows like like nbc does tries to do a lot of like different stuff than the standard sitcom like whether it be this or I believe the creator of this had had his hand in like the office and like Parks and Rec. Yeah. For decent shows. And again, like different. They're not doing the laugh track. But it's it's a bum out that these shows never become like huge hits, like shitty like a Kevin James show or something like that. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like, are we wrong? Are they wrong? Who's wrong here? I don't know. I feel like I mean, you could I don't know if you push this to more people and I don't even like want to talk. I know we do it a lot, but I don't want to talk down about like the most popular shows on network television. But um, if you push this to more people, you'd lose what was good about it. Probably like you'd, you'd change it, probably dumb it down a bit. I don't know, but it is the fully functional show. Even if you don't want to think about any of the complicated stuff. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I don't want to get. I I don't want to be like that because I get kind of annoyed. Um, sometimes I watch Red Letter Media as everyone does, yeah. but sometimes I get annoyed at the um the the nose in the air. Like, ooh, the standard audience just wants the explosions, and I look at my art films. Shut up, you piece of shit! You're going to see all these movies, and you want to shut your mouth, Jim. We don't need this. We. <laughs> We don't need this war, Jim. Uh, we're, we will not come out on top, okay? <laughs> just chill it, you know, just a little bit, okay? Um, All right. But, yeah. Uh, I mean, we, we haven't talked that much about the plot. There's other stuff we can say that aren't uh, spoilers at all. Like, she gets introduced to her soulmate because in The Good Place, everyone, you know, meets up with her soulmate because these are the top percent of the best people in the world. And her soulmate happens to be uh, an ethics professor who then takes on the task because she finds, she reveals after asking, like, you would do anything for me, right? Since you're my soulmate. And she reveals that she does not, in fact, belong here. She's not the right Eleanor Shellstrop. Uh, some, some other great person was supposed to be there, but please help me. Uh, help me fool everyone into thinking I, I belong there, here. And then everything starts going wrong because she's not a good person, um, really, at the start at all. So when when she does bad stuff, that sort of makes the whole good place come off kilter because it's not built for that. And you get giant, she steals shrimp, so there's giant shrimp flying around and, and, and shit like that. Um, 
so that obviously gets uh, more motivation for for what she's doing um yeah because it it it, uh, it introduces a lot of um interesting cl- um conflicts because yes eleanor obviously wants to stay in the good place but then at what cost if she's ruining it for everyone else and then also at what cost if if it is just a clerical error because she has the same name as someone else, does that mean another Eleanor is in the bad place uh, in her spot? Yeah. And Getting tortured. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, yes, like her soulmate, Chidi, uh, an ethics professor. He's great. And, you know, he kind of has to weigh it out and decide to help her because he's, he is going to, he, he's a good person. He's going to help another, another person in need. But then it's like, does that mean he's sacrificing his actual soulmate uh, for that? And then, of course, there's other characters. There's like uh, uh, Tahani, who is, um, you know, wealthy uh, philanthropist, like cliched kind of like a bitchy, passive aggressive character. Yeah, we have Jason. We have Jason, who's great. Um, uh, who it, well, I guess I just don't. He's a Buddhist monk, I guess. You know, I don't know where to go. I don't know where yeah, to go. No, no, he's, he's a great Buddhist monk. That's all we're gonna say on that for now. <laughs> uh, and I'd say probably like complete show stealer is uh, the Janet character, uh, who's uh, basically like a programmed guide, like that has creates everything. Like it's kind of a. Uh, I mean, you don't want to say robot. But it's basically like a it's a it's an intelligent personal assistant that knows everything and can get you anything you need. And they they play it pretty perfect uh, for for some nice gags and laughs. Yeah, she's, uh, you know, an artificial intelligence, basically, not that they call her that. But, she, you know, they're the people, the Janets are the ones who create the good place and run it. And uh, yeah, she's she's a standout. She's great. Because she has this, you know, she's this deadpan smile uh, of of like a, uh, a fucking Siri or whatever, but will also say the funniest things at times and then react and grow like a character too. So yes. that's good. And of course, Ted Danson's great. I mean, yeah, yeah. you you know him and love him from obviously Curb Your Enthusiasm. So <laughs> right. Obviously, Ted Danson of Curvier Enthusiasm fame <laughs> makes a great turn here in The Good Place. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's uh, absolutely the only one we know him from. What's the uh, biggest show he's, he's known from? Curvier Enthusiasm. Well, what about CSI, Crime Scene Investigator, Jason, and CSI Cyber, the one where they can solve computer crimes? Was he on a CSI? He was on... Apparently he was on. I, yeah, he's. Cyber he's, was fairly recent, so that didn't last, huh? I mean, Cyber was the one where he's they ha- they're always hacking each other. Um, so no, <laughs> but I think that might still be going. I guess um, 2011. Nope. Cancel it. Never mind. Yeah, 2011. Well, you also know him from the 80s when he wore blackface to that um, dinner or costume party or whatever. Mm, did. Did not know about that one. Uh, yeah, he. Uh, oh, it was at a roast. Um, it was when he was dating Whoopi Goldberg. Oh no, it was that Whoopi Goldberg's roast? He wore blackface to it. I mean, that's not better than uh, the previous version of what you said. 
but okay. I mean, enthusiasm's own Ted Danson showed up in blackface at Whoopi's Roast in 1993. Look it up, people. Ted, you're going to get the good place canceled, too. Are we going to find something out, Ted? I don't know. I I guess he's the N-word a dozen times. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? Is this going to be one of those things that... I knew about this, but it sounds like you didn't know about this. Is this going to be one of those things that comes out and it destroys Ted Danson? Well, it definitely destroys the good place, um, but since, he's uh, great shows, in it. Since shows what you now brought it up. <laughs> Everyone just forgot. Um, we should talk uh, about spoilers now. I was going to say, we're going to have to get in spoilers. I know yeah. we're... It's weird because I, I'm just going to say it. I, I don't... I know this is like a spoiler in itself, but there's a twist to the show. So... That's why we're not getting too much into it because there's a twist to it. Mm. I will say that I knew the twist going in and not because I'm so smart that I just guessed it or whatever. I just, from hearing, like I said, every now and then I'd see people tweeting or talking about the show and you know I accidentally read whatever the thing is. So yeah. there's more to it. I would recommend if you haven't watched the show to watch the show and then come back and listen to the spoiler section. Although you can listen to it, it's not going to ruin it. I still enjoyed the show a lot, but it's probably for the best. I err on the side of no spoilers going into any show. Yes, very true. And it's not that long, as we were saying. Just watch the first season. You can literally do it in a day and uh, then pop in to listen to the rest of this. Spoilers! 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 So you say it didn't ruin anything for you. Or what do you no. feel on that? No. Now, if you hung around too long, they're in the bad place. Sorry. No. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> all it right. It was the bad place all along. Now, uh, the thing it, is, yeah. uh, well, I was going to say, it didn't ruin for me because I, I, I just knew that basic thing. I just knew that they were in the bad place. Yeah. But then watching the show, I just kept wondering, like, how are like how are they going to explain this? I didn't really see the the hows of it going, uh, how it would come about. Um, but then, of course, as we learn, it's because Ted Danson's trying to, you know, um, brainstorm a, a, an all new bad place where you trick people into thinking they're in the good place and let them torture each other for eternity with like small. It's like basically small, passive aggressive tortures, like frozen yogurts everywhere. Um, yeah, every, sh- every like shop a is a fr- oh, every sorry. shop's a frozen yogurt shop. I was just saying because it's kind of like not great, but it's not terrible yeah (laughs) that's the bad place now and uh yeah so none of them belong none of the four main characters belong chidi uh is uh an ethics professor sure is he a bad is he is he actually good person no no he's not he 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 has hurt people through his inability to make decisions i relate to this character and uh everything like that and then you know tahani um, what did you say just kind of like his neurosis and yeah, just the way he, he tortures everyone in his life with the way he acts. Yeah, that's true. And Tahani, of course. Uh, yeah, she, she, she uh, raised a lot of money for charity, but it was only because w- to one-up her sister who was constantly uh, like better than her and she was just resentful. She didn't actually care about anyone she helped. That means she didn't get any good place points, which are real, even though uh, they just have really bad scores, uh, our, our main characters. even <laughs> I guess they still are canon, though. Um, and then there's the Buddhist monk 
who's not a Buddhist monk. He, he and, well, you know this if you watch the show. If you didn't, you shouldn't be listening to these spoilers, but I'm explaining it anyway. Um, we have uh, the Buddhist monk is actually a DJ who just goes to the bad place automatically for being a DJ. I assume it's like 40,000 negative points just from that. Well, and also from being from Florida, right? Mm, that's true. Yeah. Like Because he's from Jacksonville. We love... Mm-hmm. And he loves Florida. So um, that's the premise. And um, I, I, I was very surprised when, I think it's the fourth episode or so, that she stands up and says, uh, I don't belong here. And that's really a great moment for this show because we assume that this is going to keep going forever. And when she uh, sees all the bad stuff happening in the bad place and she, or the good place or whatever she thinks is the good place, and she has started becoming a better person and she stands up and says that, and then everything after that kind of spirals out of control because they counted, or Ted Danson counted on them just... Uh, torturing each other and like never admitting that they were there for the wrong uh, reason and stuff like that. So when she does that, it's also great for the show because she's already grown at that point. And then it's like, yes, it's, as we said before, the spoilers stuff happens. Yes, yes. Um, although uh, you got to refresh me on what you're talking about. Like I do remember her coming up and saying that, but then, but things still get kind of trucking along. Oh no, you're right. Okay, because that's they play it out where they bring in the actual Eleanor, and then Adam Scott shows up. Is that what you're referring to? Yeah, maybe it was a bit later than I remember for whatever reason. Um, it might be, a little, yeah, but it's still kind of in the middle. But uh, yeah, I gotta give shoutouts to Adam Scott because that's when I tweeted because Adam Scott always plays kind of like the the awkward like mumbling guy. Well, especially in like Ghosted, for example, or and in a lot of movies. But he is really underrated as kind of broish, uh, cocky dude because he kills it. He's great in this show. Yeah, because he comes in as the person from the bad place, and like everything is just a ruse at this point. But he comes in, and they're gonna negotiate if if Eleanor's gonna go there, and they're gonna exchange Eleanor's with the real Eleanor. But everyone is from everyone's just an actor except these main four characters. Um, yeah. Because that, so, that was yeah. always the thing that was throwing me for a loop because I was like, is everyone here involved? Do people know what's going on? Plus, Cheedy. I'm like, Cheedy can't be in the bad place. But no, they sold me by the end. They're like, oh, that's why Cheedy's in the bad place. Yeah. Of course. Um, but yeah, it all plays out really well. And uh, um, the the show is really good with even even though it's just kind of like a light comedy show. They end on pretty good cliffhangers all the time. We're like, oh shit, what else is going on? Like yeah. pl the the plotting is really well done, and uh, I mean, obviously the writing and the jokes are really really well done as well. But like the plotting is really impressive because it. That's why I'm like, all right, I'll watch another one. It's Twenty minutes, who cares? Next thing you know, season one's done, uh, and then you're on to season two. That's why, like, even when I was watching it. I was kind of like, ah, I don't want to keep watching this because I'd rather just have it be done and then I could watch it all in a row. Yeah. But then you had resistance going into uh, season two as well, right? I mean, I had a bit because it ends with them wiping their memories. And then again, I assume, oh, I bet the whole of season two is going to be like, we're going on this old trek again and we're going to re like relearn what we learned. But it's like the first two episodes, uh, they've already done like 700 loops or whatever and uh 
we get to the actual inciting incident of season two being more that Michael, that's his name, right? The character, Ted Danson's yes. character. Michael, Michael yeah. makes them an offer. Let's team up you and me because he's in trouble because he can't get this hellscape to work. Um, so that's more, you know, the inciting incident of, of uh, season two, which I think works better because our, this relies so much on the characters being able to evolve. And they did kind of kill that at the end of the season. But unlike Eleven crawling through a hole five minutes later, I like how they resolved it and got it back on track. Yeah, I do agree. I, I'm glad that because, uh, yeah, like you said, season one ends. They they all find out what's going on. They get their memories wiped, and now they're it's kind of back to day one. And yeah, I was worried that they're going to drag this out. The I, I still don't love it because everything gets so convoluted. It it feels like it felt like more of a slog in the beginning of season two to kind of get things into a better place or a good place, if you will. Uh, because I mean, it's interesting what they're doing with their world where like they, they keep like having to go through it and it's keeps blowing up in Michael's face. It just started to feel so it started to feel like I'm reading a DC comic and juggling the different dimensions Lines, and all that. Yeah. Like it, it, it felt to, like it bogged down things a bit. And I still feel like even though it did get to a good spot and, I do like the dynamic now of Michael being with the group and he, he's learning to be a better demon for lack of a better word. Cause they're calling yeah. him demons, even though he's like, I'm not a demon. Um, <laughs> it's still, it's still messy with where the carrot, like our ensemble, like original characters are at because it's like, we kind of want to cheat it and get them to where they're at at the end of season one, but we can't really. So there's still some work there. Yeah. Uh, not it hasn't lost me for sure like i'm still into it but it is kind of a bum out that things got to a really i keep saying good place but uh <laughs> things got to a really like interesting spot with these characters mm -hmm. and then you still have to backtrack no matter what but that's just kind of i mean it was a chance i feel like i feel like the show really took a chance doing what they did so it's it is interesting to watch how things are playing out because because of the shorter seasons and maybe they just get a feeling like any season could be their last that it does feel like they're just doing stuff like they're not wasting time. That's true. I, I get what you're saying, because if you stick your characters in a time loop and they do every possible like relationship to one another or whatever, uh, it's going to be like after eight seasons of a drama show where everyone's already betrayed everyone, everyone's already made love to everyone and, and fought and killed everyone. And I mean, those things don't actually happen in this, but I'm saying like the dramatic tension of like, are they going to get together? It's like, it's more like, well, are they going to not get their memory erased this time of what happens? Um, because I mean, although sometimes that works kind of to the show's favor where uh as you said janet um she starts acting out in season two which is great because she subconsciously remembers being in love uh and uh it gets totally messed up because of tahani and uh what's jason jason, His name is jason yeah. right yeah mm -hmm. tahani and jason uh get together and i mean this show is so great for fan fiction, Jim, because uh, all the ships are happening all the time in multiple dimensions. Uh, so it's already writing its own fanfic. Are we just? just I, I I'm gonna assume it has pretty low count on that because it doesn't. The demo of this show doesn't fall that much in line. This is our fan fiction watch, everybody. With uh with the people who write fan fiction, that's just my overall. Just uh, it's not popular enough to 
well, that I level. I did find a Reddit thread here. Um, this is, when's this from? Six months ago, so I guess it's before season two. What couple do you ship the most? Uh, that makes sense. That's not even fam- like shipping. You know, you gotta ship something. Otherwise, well, yeah, but I mean, we always like to get in the ship names and whatnot. Uh, I mean, some people I ship Eleanor and Michael. I'm okay with a Polly Eleanor Tahani cheaty relationship. Polly don't get much recognition. And I want- for those listening, Polly is not a character on the show. That means polyamorous. Polyamorous. Uh, yeah. Okay. So there's 178 works on archive of our own for the good place, and 52 of them are Tahani slash Eleanor. I approve. Wait. Say that again one more time. I said there's a one 178 on archive of our own, and 52 of them are Tahani slash Eleanor. Yeah, I mean, well, that's good. At least, because at least they're in line with the show. Unlike Star Trek Discovery, no one wants the main ship that the show's pushing. And uh, again, we're not talking about the ship Discovery. We're talking about the relationship. This so. thing, man. Oh, gosh. Well, I don't know if, did you hear, I said Tahani? Oh, I think you said Eleanor and Chidi. Okay. You're saying Tahani and I'm going to guess there's less... Uh, well, there's pro- uh, like Chidi and Eleanor is also a good ship. They have 43 here on here. Um, but what would the names be? I guess Jason and Janet's just Janet or Jason. Jason. Mm. Jason. Yes. Chidi and Eleanor. Chelenor. No. Vicky and Chidi. Wait, who's Vicky? <laughs> I have no fucking idea. <laughs> uh Look, all these other characters, there's other people in the background, and I did like that, and that's kind of something that's lost when we, like, say they're all demons. But then I really liked, uh, is that is that Bad Eleanor? Is that Vicky? Yes. Because I yeah. really like Bad Eleanor and, like and what's going on with her in season two, because she's the only, like, bad place person except um, except Michael, who gets a personality and who... who has this thing of like I need I gotta I gotta get a better part and tries to like negotiate her way up so that kind of makes the whole evil side seem like it has more of a personality like it's not just Michael and a bunch of extras. Well, what um, did she added like a what did she add like a limp or something to her yeah. character? Like that yeah. that stuff's all great. Yeah, like they're really looking for motivation since they don't have the joy of the torture. They're like really focusing on their parts and wanting to yeah have a bigger play in what's going on. There's a lot of people going for this Eleanor Tahani and Chidi, like this Polly relationship. I'm seeing it quite a few times. <laughs> what about Jason? Is well, I guess he's off with Janet, right? I mean, yeah, I can get behind that. I'm fine with Vicky that. Butthole spiders. She's awful. Ooh. Sorry, what? What was the first part of what you said? Someone was someone was shipping Vicky and butthole spiders because they think she's awful. <laughs> yeah, because that's what happens in the bad place uh, fire. Remember, right? They have butthole spiders. So, um, I don't see any names, though. That's the thing. I'm surprised that uh, there's not really a lot of names. So, I guess Eleanor and and Sheedy would be like Edie. Um, well, I uh, sorry, I'm I am checking the tags because it's not that easy because you have to kind of dig through the tags to see oh, gotcha. what people are using and and see if it all all adds up. What what sorry, what did you suggest for Cheedy and well, Eleanor? Uh, I guess it would just be like well, Eleanor and Cheedy would be like what did I I don't remember what I said. <laughs> <laughs> well, I said Chelenor earlier, but I don't like that. It's probably got to be Chelenor. There are a couple people on here for Eleanor and Jason. I guess. 
I'm telling you, I, I hope people love this bit where we have to break. <laughs> I mean, I uh, ship bit is uh, our fucking A plus go to. <laughs> well, there are two people watching live right now, and none of them are saying no. And uh, silence equals consent, uh, as far as Ted Danson's concerned. Um, so yeah, we got ships. Anyway, what the fuck were we talking about? I've always I always get too into this. I think it's a good bit, but then we also forget to talk about the TV show we're reviewing. Yeah, I feel like maybe when we go into the ship bit, we need to have names ready. We can't be yeah, trying to. That's I true. think that's what bogs down the bit is we spend too much time trying to figure out the names. So uh, next time we need to make sure we each have names set aside, and then we could break it down. But anyway, Absol- absolutely, absolutely. This is. Uh doing that, show show prep for everyone um next time we will does. have names and it will be like a little fun game where we try to find out who was right about the ship names uh yeah send us your favorite ships from the good place uh to shows what you know show at gmail.com absolutely now please let's for the love of god move on um so uh, like what what do you feel um what do you feel about uh what's going on in season two besides the whole time stuff like it's it's still well i because i yeah, felt we, like it yeah go ahead. Go ahead. No, well, i was just saying they managed to make make it make it something different and new again agreed yes once things settled in um i like the dynamic of having michael more involved uh with the group now and i like what he brings to it like i really like the episode when they're going through the ethical questions like the moral questions mm-hmm. uh like having the trolley and if you can divert it to kill one person to save five and then he's making it really happen and it's nice and gory and stuff and and throwing in like oh but no this is a person you know or you need to kill uh one person and give their organs to five people to save them i liked how all that played out and i like his even like when they had him have um his midlife crisis because he's an infinite being kind of coming face to face to face with death or the end of his self. Like these are all interesting questions they're throwing in on, you know, an NBC sitcom and it's, it's all kind of goofy, but it's fun things to get into, even if they're fairly dark. (laughs) Yeah. Um, and, um, they don't have as many flashbacks in season two, right? Because in season one, uh, when they were like going with the original concept, almost every episode had like, let's go into this character's backstory. And, you know, starting with Eleanor of her remembering bad stuff she's done in the past and then walking towards improvement. And then as we find out, like it was a really nice kind of mystery or whatever in, in the first season of finding out as well that, you know, Jason was, uh, also someone who belonged in the bad place and, and all the little pieces coming together. And then we get to see a bit of Jason's backstory and stuff like that. Um, and that's not happening as much in season two, which I feel is fine because they're sort of gaining a bit of momentum, hopefully, right? They're only kind of doing it when they need to, which is nice. Like, you still we still get, like, Eleanor's uh, flashback to kind of dealing with death and you know family and how her mom treated her and then we got to see a little bit of kind of this janet's origin and her tie to michael Mm -hmm. uh which is good it's 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 good that they're not like oh no we need a flashback story how's it going to relate to the main conflict it's good that they're just kind of using it when they need to because it's it's definitely welcome but yeah you're right there's momentum in the good place slash bad place so it's nice that they're staying there when they need to yeah and uh uh, it's it's uh, it 
it's a it's a nice relaxing show as i said i i know we're not we're, we're probably not going to get too deep into the analysis this was a contractually obligated show uh so you know just be glad you're getting it at all everyone um but and, uh yeah i mean as we're, since we're kind of winding down uh, we will say like and, and it does seem to to what you were saying before it does seem like maybe we're at another point where they're going to blow it all up again because this episode the, the most recent episode ends with Michael's boss kind of seemingly finding out what's going on or at least seeing that it's not because to his understanding they were still on the second go of this good place, bad place experiment. Yeah. Michael walks into his office and he finds them. Now sometimes shows will do that. And then it's just all a ruse and it's like, I can't believe these bathroom breaks or something ridiculously <laughs> stupid like that. But yeah. it, I do have faith in the show. The show seems to be, okay with kind of blowing things up and then trying to change everything up again so we'll see yeah and that's only been bad when they well not necessarily bad but sometimes they they kind of have a reset button so they can blow things up um and i do i I have to assume that's not what's gonna happen now i mean i don't think they're if they lose their memories again it's gonna be a little bit of retreading ground but i like the show has shown us several times that it doesn't do exactly the most basic thing you would expect and i also don't think it's gonna be oh then we find out who his boss is and they're gonna like start like he's gonna gotta hide it too that there's something bad going on but um maybe it's like i mean maybe they're becoming better people so then the good place comes knocking the real good place or or I mean, Janet's still uh, malfunctioning, as far as I remember. So there could be some interesting stuff happening there. Um, but yeah, it's it's like surprisingly, this show—you uh, never really know where it's going. Yes, and like you said, they, they did kind of bring up a thing as like a new driving force for the show was that Michael would eventually try to get them into the actual good place, and with the way this show works. I wouldn't be surprised if we saw that sooner than later, at least from what they've, the way they've trained the audience with the past season and a half, it does feel like, like we mentioned, usually something happens and you're watching TV show. You're like, Oh, we're not going to see that for four years. Uh, But you know, you never know with this show. It could be by the end of this season. So. Yeah. And then yeah, getting into the good place and what is the real good place like, and do they not feel like they belong there or are they, I mean, it would be the most obvious thing to do would be like, are we still in the bad place? Dun, dun, dun. Which is why I don't think they do that either. Really? Did we ever really escape? No, they, they've already done that. So it wouldn't really make much sense, but it's interesting because well, they're all dead. You know, it's kind of rem- reminiscent of the show dead like me where you're like, where is, what's the end goal here? Cause you're dead. The main character's dead. And we know they move on into like blissful nothingness at some point, but it's not like the show can continue at that point. That's dead like me, not this show. Um, but so I, I, I think you're right. And I don't think the show is going to end just from them going to the good place. In fact, that could present uh, more interesting opportunities. Yes. Yeah. And uh, before we finish up, I do get to give a shout out to the medium place. Uh, that actress from Workaholics is great. And it's yeah. surprising how many cocaine jokes an NBC <laughs> sitcom can have. So I don't know if that's a, a sign of, of uh, society or what, but I welcome it. Yeah, I like it. And I like that they after 
the the reboot are like, and I bet the medium place is wrong. Is a lie too? And they're like, no, you took a train to the medium place. Uh, it's just this one person who was like so on the line that she had to get the most average place ever to live at, but no cocaine for her. Yeah, I mean, she's for the most part a bad person, but she did do a like a really gracious genuine act that helped balance everything out and it just came down to the medium place when it was all said and done yeah i feel like we belong in the medium place jim yeah after this so. review um yeah i mean it's a good show check it out everybody we already spoiled it for you so you have no reason to uh, avoid it any longer yeah, but there's more interesting stuff coming in the pipeline from uh the good place and from shows which you know what shows have we got lined up when is mrs marvel mazel's fucking uh, mazel stuff coming out isn't it like tomorrow or something like wednesday or something yeah it's this week it's this week i mean depending on when you're listening to this sorry yeah, that does depend on when you're listening but uh yes that's that's coming up very soon i still gotta watch vice principles mm-hmm. i don't know if we're gonna talk about it or not but i've been watching um future man and i'm digging it yeah uh, uh, what else? What else? I've heard that described as uh, like a very reminiscent of a Jim and Them sketch of the famous website JimandThem.com. I could totally see it. It's got a lot of the same sensibilities. Uh, it does have a lot of references, but it doesn't come off. It's not like, um, to me anyways, it's not like a Armada reference. It's more like a, how Rick and Morty is like, you know, it's back to the future, but yeah. it's not, you know, but so that's like my quick mini review. Maybe you'll hear more from me on that. Now we should wrap it up because one person did say on our Star Trek review, like, why are we talking for an hour and a half? Uh, that's a long time. So, <laughs> well, well, we really like Star Trek. Uh, yeah. So, who's going to Star Trek Reddit? God damn it. This guy's complaining about us talking about Star Trek. <laughs> You're in the wrong place, my friend. Uh, yes, we should wrap it up. Uh, r- uh, Runaways, too. We're going to talk about Runaways, right? Maybe. No. Yeah. Okay, maybe. <laughs> See, that's the type of quality you're going to get coming at you very soon. Uh, until then, please do check out jimandthem.com for Jim stuff. Awesomepedia.org is where you find me. Um, and uh, showswhatyouknow.com, of course, where you can subscribe to the podcast, leave a review with your favorite show, ask us to watch it, and uh, we will. It can be an old show, new show. It can be any type of show, really. So uh, give that a try. See you next yes. time. Thanks, everybody.